Hey friends, DC here. Uh, just a reminder, these episodes were recorded in the summer of 2021. So uh, if you listen at the end of the episode, I will add an epilogue in which current day DC reflects on the decisions that past DC made. He will also really, really just lambast himself for just incredibly bad uh, podcast etiquette. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Hoss Fight Episode 1. My name is DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews. Happy to be with you uh, to get this tournament underway. Hopefully you have heard the prologue. You knew that this was coming. We have 256 wrestlers that many, I would, are, I would say, if not everyone would consider to be a hoss. And we're going to take those 256 wrestlers and narrow it down to the ultimate hoss, the meatiest of all meaty wrestlers. And we're doing things a little bit differently uh, this season. This is season three of the Tournament of Nerdiness. And how we're doing it is I have 16 groups of 16 wrestlers, and they have been ranked thanks to cagematch.net uh, going in order on their wrestler list has enabled me to come up with a ranking system. It is not perfect. It would never be perfect. And what we're going to do this season that is different from seasons in the past is we are going to take the 16 wrestlers in the first bracket, and we're going to do that bracket all the way to completion. By the time this episode ends, we will have 16 wrestlers ranked by my calculations, not cage matches, 1 through 16. So we're going to take this all the way to the end, and then for 15 episodes afterwards, we're going to take 15 other brackets with 15 new groups of wrestlers and take that all the way to the end. So by the time we get to the halfway point of this season, we'll have 16 wrestlers that have won their opening tournaments, 16 that came in second, all the way down to 16, the bottom of the barrel. Then what we're going to do is we're going to take the 16 winners and put them in their own bracket and we're going to then do another round, and we'll determine our winner that way. So in order to win this, rather than doing one round at a time and getting confused in the consolation because there's just so much talent floating around, we're going to go one round at a time. I'm going to be a little more systematic this season, and hopefully that will make my life a little easier, and hopefully it will give us a clearer picture of who is the hossiest hoss to have ever hossed. With that being said, I am ready to go. I've been excited. I've been looking forward to this for days now. Uh, <clears throat> so with your permission, 
Let us begin. I teased the first matchup in uh, the prologue. It's the only matchup that I tweaked a little bit. Every other matchup that you're going to get is completely randomized. I've randomized all the ranges. Everything is blacked out on my screen. So you're not going to know what the matches are until I know, and we'll enjoy the matchups together. But this one I wanted to tweak a little bit. Hulk Hogan is a number one seed. Jacob Fatu, who at the time of this recording is the MLW champion, is the 16 seed. And this cage match is a German website. It's a popular one, perhaps the most popular wrestling website uh, in the world. I, I don't know if that's true. That's a completely bold statement with absolutely no evidence. Um, but it's one that I use. And people can go on and vote on the wrestlers. And their overall vote total is, you know, aggregated. And so Jacob Fatu is just near the bottom of the list of 256. That does not mean he is a bad wrestler by any stretch. He just doesn't happen to be very well ranked on cage match, probably just because it's not he's not ranked as often. Uh, so he's the number 16 seed. And I knew that there are people listening that are big fans of Jacob Fatu, as they should be. He's a great wrestler. And you know how I feel about Hulk Hogan. And so here's how I see this match going. Um, because Hulk Hogan is hoss-sized, but never wrestled, I thought, in a hossish way. You know, when you think of a hoss wrestler, they're tossing people around, they're using power moves, suplexes, all of that. Hulk Hogan spent a lot of time, even as a babyface, cheating, raking the back, going for the eyes, doing all of that kind of stuff. You know, huge power moves were not necessarily in Hulk Hogan's arsenal. So I see this match starting, you know, Hogan's doing some of his trademark stuff in the beginning of the match, maybe a test of strength, all of that. Jacob Fatu takes over. He's faster. He's more savage. He's got some moves that Hogan would never be able to deal with. Uh, eventually, Jacob Fatu gets the advantage, puts him in maybe a nerve hold, the Asiatic spike perhaps, or something to that effect. Hogan hulks up, as you do in a Hulk Hogan match. He hulks up. He does the you, hits a couple big punches, hits the boot, hits the leg drop. Jacob Fatu pops up after the leg drop and just starts laughing. Hogan's like, I, you know, goes for another punch. It's blocked. Couple suplexes or a power slam, a big splash off the top, if not a moonsault. I am giving the victory to Jacob Fatu. So Fatu wins. Uh, right away, we have a 16 seed upsetting a first seed. That's what happens in a hoss fight scenario. Uh, Fatu wins. Hogan goes into the consolations. I should turn this page. This notebook feels huge and put Hogan in the consolations. All right. That's the only matchup I know. From this point forward, every other match is completely random. I don't know. I couldn't tell you who was ranked where. I wasn't paying that much attention by design. I couldn't tell you uh, what the matchups are. It's all been redacted. So on the count of three, I am going to uh, unveil it. I'm going to take the fill color off 
and we will have our matchups, and it will be a surprise to everyone. One, two, three. Let's go. I'm not even looking. So our next matchup is the ninth seed versus the eighth seed. The ninth seed is Willie Mack of Lucha Underground fame. Uh, maybe an impact right now. And the number eight seed, Jesse the Body Ventura. What a great matchup that would be. Again, your more uh, classic hoss. Jesse was huge, uh, especially in the standards of the day. Uh, Willie Mack, not your, kind of like Fatu, not your traditional hoss, not a muscular guy, a bigger guy who moves very well for his size. Now, how I'm going to decide these things is something that we haven't really talked about. We talked in the prologue about what makes a hoss a hoss. But now we have to talk, like, how am I going to determine which hoss is reigns supreme? Now, again, I did this. I'm, I'm doing this recording in secret. No one knows the hoss tournament is happening. Some people have an inkling that this is where my mind is at, but nobody knows that I'm recording because this is a very personal tournament to me. This is my, um, you know, this is my tournament. So I get to make the decision purely based. I'm sure we'll come up with rules, uh, but this is my tournament based on what I think um, and what I feel should be how things go. I like Willie Mack a lot. Again, a guy who looks like that, a guy who looks like Ron Funches before he lost a lot of weight, uh, shouldn't move like that. So I've always liked Willie Mack. I was not of a time. I've watched a couple Jesse Ventura matches, uh, but he wasn't my guy. By the time I was watching wrestling, he had been a commentator, and I think he was working for WCW, and he was pretty soon out of wrestling. So I don't have a lot of uh, experience with him. I'm sure that there are some people who would argue that Jesse Ventura should easily win this match, but none of them are here right now. So I, for my money, I'm giving uh, my vote to Willie Mack over Jesse Ventura. I do like the Hoss guys that can move. You know, I am drawn to your Bam Bam Bigelows, your Big Van Vaders, guys who are huge but can move like a lightweight. So Willie Mack is advancing. Jesse Ventura is going into the Constellations, setting up an interesting battle with Hulk Hogan in the Constellations. And Willie Mack will take on Jacob Fatu. All right. What's our next matchup? The number four seed is Titus O'Neil. Should he be a number four seed? I don't know. Uh, but he is according to Cage Match. Uh no, and, and you know, no, I'm not even going to say I don't know. No, he shouldn't be a number four seed. Uh, but I'm going with the rankings according to Cage Match. Uh, you know, I like Titus, big, strong guy, uh, but you know, I haven't looked and seen who his opponent is. I'm trying to only look one wrestler at a time. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I could very easily see this be another upset. Oh, now I don't know about this because his opponent... Does anyone else remember Luther Reigns, a.k.a. Horseshoe? Not Roman's brother. No relation. Just happened to share a last name. Um, Luther Reigns, guy in the mid-2000s, maybe late-2000s. Uh, big guy, imposing guy. Not a very talented wrestler from my recollection. He, he would have been great in a 
bodyguard type role because he had the size, he had the look, he had the cool haircut. You know, he was a very intimidating presence, but not a great wrestler. So because of that, uh, in this instance, I, I got to give Titus the win. You know, Luther Reigns looked the part, but didn't have the skills to back it up. Uh, Titus O'Neil looks the part and has the skills to back it up. So Luther loses, Titus advances. All right, number 12 seed is the Bomber Dave Mastiff. I'm a fan. Uh, he has some um, attire that reminds me of Vader, the red and black outfit. I don't think that's a coincidence. He wears a very Vader-ish type outfit, I'm assuming in homage to Vader. Uh, the number five seed, Bad Luck Fale. Now, once again... Uh, we are going to show my um, lack of New Japan experience in that I know Bad Luck Fale. I've watched Bad Luck Fale, but I'm not well versed in things Bad Luck Fale. Cool wrestler, good size, uh, is a perfect enforcer for, I think he's in Bullet Club, I want to say. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. He's good as the big guy in a big guy, little guy tag team. But I like Dave Mastiff a lot. I, you know, It's a shame that Dave Mastiff has not held a title. I think if he hasn't had a chance to face Walter, I think that's a shame. Because it would have been interesting to see Walter go up against Dave Mastiff. I'm actually going to Google it. Because I feel like it. Walter versus Dave Mastiff. Oh, maybe it did happen on an NXT UK show, but that could have been a prolonged uh, feud, I think. You know, Mastiff could have potentially been a guy. So I'm giving the win to Mastiff, again, just based on what I've seen. And also, Mastiff can move pretty well. He's not going to do moonsaults. He's not going to do things like that. But Mastiff moves pretty well for a guy his size. And I also like that they do the thing where they shake the camera. I know that's silly, but I like it. All right, so our first half of the bracket is done for our first round. Uh, Jacob Fatu versus Willie Mack. Titus O'Neil versus Dave Mastiff in the second round. I can close Twitter. I don't know why it's open. I can close that. All right. Who is the number two seed? It is Braun Strowman. You know, probably okay as a number two seed. Former Universal Champion. Really big guy, current guy, choo-choo train. Number 15 seed, Loch Ness. Oh, or Giant Haystacks for those in the UK. Um, what a match that would be. Two really big guys. This is, the, this is a big, real hoss fight because Loch Ness was 500 pounds, I think. And Braun Strowman's probably 350, 360 but, you know, I don't know how tall Braun is, 6'9", 6'10", big, big guy. Um, that'd be fun. By the time Giant Haystacks got to America as Loch Ness, he was well past his prime, well, well, well past his prime, to the point where he may have passed away very soon after that. Let me look it up. Yeah, Giant Haystacks died in 1998, so it was very, very close when he was in the uh, WCW as Loch Ness. Um, 
I, so I don't have an appreciation for giant haystacks in his prime. I've read, I think he's mentioned in Regal's book. I've heard people talk about him, but I got, again, just based on my experience, I have to give the win to Strowman. By the way, if you disagree with any of these, if you think Jesse Ventura should have beat Willie Mack, if you think Luther Rain should have beat Titus O'Neil, I, I encourage you to write in, you know, send me a tweet at the DC Matthews and let me know that you think I have done wrong. Um, all right. Uh, number 10 seed, Bart Gunn, not Billy Gunn, Bart Gunn. Uh, he of the new Midnight Express, he of the Brawl for All catastrophe, uh, taking on the number seven seed, King Kong Bundy. Now, you know Titus O'Neil was a four seed. Now you know King Kong Bundy is a seven seed. As I said, disclaimer, it's not a perfect system. Clearly, it is not a perfect system, uh, and I'm okay with that. Uh, and I'm also okay saying in no uncertain terms that King Kong Bundy, who looks a bit like Butterbean, I should have picked up on that right away. My fault. Uh, King Kong Bundy is the closest pro wrestler we ever had to Butterbean. So I'd book that. Bart Gunn is, look, I'd do some sort of weird cinematic sort of thing where Bart Gunn's looking at King Kong Bundy and you see from Bart Gunn's point of view, the camera at Bundy walking towards him and you see a close-up on Bart Gunn and he blinks and you see beads of sweat in his forehead and then you see from his point of view and he sees Butterbean. And so, yeah, Bart Gunn gets destroyed by King Kong Bundy. Um, all right. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be a cool kind of cinematic thing where you keep seeing, you know, Butterbean and he's muttering, not brawl for all, not another brawl for all. And the audience is like, what? What's he talking about? We could have some wrestle silly fun with that. Number three seed, made in the USA, the total package, the narcissist Lex Luger, and the number fourteen seed Ken Patera. Well, you want to talk about? No, these are not necessarily your typical hosses, but just from a pure strength perspective, I don't know if we have two stronger men. You know, this is probably the strongest matchup person to person like both of these guys you know Ken Patera I think was billed as the world's strongest man at one point um, Lex Luger clearly a bodybuilder that would be a fun match to watch um, I there is no Jeremy rule this season because this is my tournament however I will say Lex Luger is better than I usually give him credit for so I will go ahead and give the win to Lex Luger Ken Patera goes into the constellations our final matchup we'll have our top 16 or our first 16 this is really fun i'm having a great time our 11 seed oh god nathan jones we have nathan jones and luther reigns in this bracket well i think we know what our bottom matchup might be uh nathan jones taking on tyrus aka brodus clay uh if there was a way for me to do a disqualification and just advance Luger to the semifinals, I would accept. Then you went into buys and you triple threats. I don't want to do that. Uh, Nathan Jones was terrible to the point where they had to, you know, I think they were trying to do an Undertaker versus Nathan Jones match and it just wasn't going to happen at WrestleMania. Uh, so, yes, Tyrus gets the win. 
uh, Brodus Clay, the Funkasaurus, he was pretty good. I'll give him that. He was pretty good. I don't know what he's doing now. I keep keeps running his mouth and getting into trouble, if I'm not mistaken. All right. So Tyrus advances Nathan Jones into the constellations. So our round two matchups, Jacob Fatu versus Willie Mack. I would pay money to watch that match. Titus O'Neil versus Dave Mastiff. I would happily watch that match for free on Peacock. Braun Strowman versus King Kong Bundy. If you could get Bundy in his prime, yeah, I might pay for that. And then Lex Luger versus Tyrus. I would fast forward past that on Peacock and watch the thumbnails just to see what happens. All right. Now we get into the tricky bit because we're in the constellations. I have to bring up, because I'm choosing to write this in a notebook. I am choosing to write this in a notebook, which means the brackets aren't done for me. In, ra- in season one, I printed out page after page after page of brackets. Uh, season two, I decided to go into a notebook because it's much easier to keep everything organized, and I'm sticking with that. But I need to follow the format of the constellations, and it's going to take some thinking on my part, too. So uh, we need to do the matchups for uh, the constellation round before we can proceed. Hulk Hogan versus Jesse Ventura. That'd be a great match if you get Hogan right in his 80s prime, Jesse Ventura. Um, I really don't like Hulk Hogan, but I don't want that to, you know, I didn't want him to advance past the first round. Um, I'm going to try to be a little more open here. I don't think we can safely keep him out any further so we'll have him beat jesse ventura he'll hulk up it'll be a traditional 80s match the heel gets the advantage dominates for a lot of it hogan hulks up a couple big moves matches over so hogan wins ventura drops into the double losers bracket uh luther reigns versus bad luck Fale. i don't think we need to talk about that all that much uh bad luck Fale wins luther reigns double losers Loch Ness versus Bart Gunn. Bart Gunn, vastly overshadowed by brother Billy. Billy Gunn, far better wrestler um, than, than his brother Bart. Uh, Bart Gunn, overshadowed by Bob Holly in the New Midnight Express. Bart Gunn had a better career in Japan. Uh, I am assuming that Giant Haystacks was better than Bart Gunn. Uh, people can correct me if that's a, a false statement. Uh, so Loch Ness will advance. And then Ken Patera versus Nathan Jones. Clearly, Ken Patera gets the win there. So, we have our double losers bracket. So the question now becomes, okay, because a 16-team a consolation tournament, um, it's double elimination. So these four guys would be out at this point. So do I... Just have these four do a quick little tournament, and this is 16, 15, 14, 13. I think that makes the most sense to do it that way. I don't think we need to wait and have some people come down who've lost. I think that's it. So this is 16 to 13. Uh, Jesse Ventura versus Luther Reigns. Obviously, Ventura wins. Bart Gunn versus Nathan Jones. Obviously, um, Bart Gunn wins. 
Luther Reigns versus Nathan Jones. Who was the worst wrestler? Nathan Jones, clearly. So, Luther wins. Nathan Jones is 16. Luther Reigns is 15. Ventura versus Bart Gunn. I'll give the win to the body. Uh, Bart Gunn is 14. Jesse Ventura is 13. So we have established the bottom quarter. Is it unfair to the governor? Probably. But it's my tournament. All right. That's done. Uh, Nathan Jones, Luther Reigns, moving our way up. Nathan Jones, Luther Reigns, Bart Gunn, Jesse Ventura. I feel mostly good about that. Um, we now need to do the second round of the tournament so we can then figure out what the next round of the constellations looks like. Uh, Jacob Fatu versus Willie Mack. Based on what I have seen, I've watched Jacob Fatu in a handful of matches. I've seen Willie Mack in more. I personally like Willie Mack more. But I understand that that's not the right answer. I understand that Jacob Fatu should win, and I will give the win to, um, I don't know what his nickname is. Insert Jacob Fatu's nickname here. Willie Mack goes into the constellations where he will take on Ken Patera. Because the top of the turn, the top of the bracket, when they lose, they go down to the bottom of the bracket to avoid rematches. Uh, Titus O'Neil versus Dave Mastiff. I like Titus O'Neil uh, as a as a humanitarian. The win goes to him. As a memorable moment, it clearly goes to him because he almost died. He really did. Like we, he almost died. That honestly could have broken his neck. Had there been a hard, had he not been able to slide under the ring, he almost, we almost watched a man die. And be, thankfully, because he didn't, it became a huge replayed clip and a great joke. But he almost died. So I'm giving the win to the bomber. Titus O'Neill will take on Loch Ness. Braun Strowman versus King Kong Bundy. Strowman's taller. Bundy's bigger, but not by much. Braun Strowman is a mountain of a man. <sighs> Strowman had the more successful career, except for longevity, because King Kong Bundy had his, you know, late 70s, early 80s in, in Texas, then going to the WWF for a while, um, and then... He made a career in movies for a bit, and then it came back in the 90s, past his prime, but came back in the 90s with the Million Dollar Corporation. I'm giving the win to Bundy. I think that's the right answer. I like Strowman, but I think I got to give the win to Bundy. I think I do. And then Lex Luger versus Tyrus. Uh, Lex Luger is getting much higher ranking than I expected in this tournament. So our semifinals are set. Jacob Fatu, Dave Mastiff, King Kong Bundy, and Lex Luger. My goodness, what is happening? All right. So Tyrus and Hope. So Consolation second round. These We got to figure out these eight. Uh, Hogan versus Tyrus. Yep, giving it to Hogan. So this will establish the, ne the next winner's advance. Losers, it comes down to the bottom four. Uh, Bad Luck Fale versus Braun Strowman. I will give the win to Strowman there. 
Loch Ness versus Titus. I can't remember if Giant Haystacks... There was also Big Daddy. One of them was known... I gotta look it up. I apologize. I gotta look it up. Wait for my internet to come back. So I had shut my Chromebooks. I thought I was ready to move on here. I feel like there was a, a British wrestler who was known for just being lazy and because he was so big, that was the attraction. But I don't remember if that's him. Yeah, Big Daddy. He formed a heel tag team with Big Daddy and then had a feud. I think Big Daddy was the one I'm talking about. Not in this tournament, by the way. Big Daddy did not show up on Cage Match. Um, yeah. All right. Because of that, it's not Big Daddy. I'm going to give the win to Loch Ness. Again, I like Titus, but no single success. The primetime players were good, but that was what we did in season two with the tag teams. And then Ken Patera versus Willie Mack. I got to give it to Willie Mack. So there's Ken Patera. All right. So this is the next four. 12 through nine. Here we go. Tyrus versus Fale, given the win to Fale. Titus O'Neill versus Ken Patera, given the win to Patera. So Tyrus <laughs> versus Titus. <laughs> I love when those kind of things happen. Tyrus versus Titus. I'm giving the win to Titus. So Tyrus, Brodus Clay is number 12. Titus O'Neill is number 11. And then Bad Luck Folly versus Ken Patera. I'll give the win to Patera. Uh, Bad Luck Folly is 10th. Ken Patera is 9th. So again... I'll have these rankings all typed up, and then we'll have a, another group of everyone who was ranked ninth on all 16 pages, everyone who was ranked 10th, and then we'll do this all again in the second half of the season to figure out our actual rankings of hosses. All right. What I think we're going to do is we're going to do one more round of the Constellations which will bring us from four to two. And then we'll do the semifinals of the front page, the actual third round. The winners will face in the finals. The losers will come down to face the consolation finalists to determine our three through six. Yeah. Trust me when I say I, I know what I'm doing. Uh, Hogan versus Strowman. I'm giving the win to Strowman. I think Braun Strowman, if you take, took him and put him in 1985, he'd have beaten Hogan. He could have ended Hulkamania even temporarily. He could have ended Hulkamania. Size, speed, strength, look, totally would have happened. Uh, and then Loch Ness versus Willie Mack. I'm giving the win to Willie Mack. So we've got Hogan and we've got giant haystacks to determine who is going to be eighth and who is going to be seventh. I'll give the win to the Hulkster. Loch Ness will be ranked eighth. Hogan, who was a number one seed according to Cage Match, in my book is number seven seed, and I'm happy with that. Jacob Fatu versus Dave Mastiff. Maybe it's because I listen to the Piece of Business podcast with Glenn and Jeremy, and they talk about MLW, and uh, Jeremy sings the praises of Jacob Fatu uh, 
anytime his name is brought up, but I'm giving the win to Fatu. Fatu will either be first or second in my rankings. Uh, so the Bomber will take on ooh, Willie Mack. That'd be a good match. And then oops, going the wrong way. Uh, King Kong Bundy versus Lex Luger. That match probably happened because they were both wrestling in the WWF around 94, early 95. I can't believe I'm saying it, but I think I got to give the win to Luger. You know, Lex was huge. He was incredibly strong. He had that big push with the Made in the USA stuff. He was a big deal in the NWA and WCW. I'll give the win to Luger. I said there wasn't going to be a Jeremy rule, but I can hear his influence because our finals are Jacob Fatu versus Lex Luger. Uh, so, where am I? Ah, Bundy versus Strowman. Did we have that match already? I feel like we did. Yeah, we did. Should I switch it? So here's the here's the trouble. Is oh, you know what? I was I was wasn't supposed to switch it. That was my fault. I remember this from my um, wrestling tournament days and the days of just having these big tournaments. You don't switch it the next round. They stay in the same place. So you're not going to care. But in when you, when you do this earlier, when you do the second round, the top of the bracket moves down to the bottom of the bracket to avoid rematches. When you do it later, you don't do that. So, our matchups are Dave Mastiff versus Braun Strowman. Um, I'll give the win to Strowman there. Uh, King Kong Bundy versus Willie Mack. I, I like Willie Mack. I got to give the win to Mack. So, Mastiff versus Bundy is going to determine our uh, who is sixth and who is fifth. And I think... Without question, I'll give it to King Kong Bundy. So Dave Mastiff will be sixth. King Kong Bundy will be fifth. Our uh, consolation finals. The battle for third place. Braun Strowman versus Willie Mack. I, I don't know how. I, uh, Willie Mack. I like Willie Mack. A guy that size should not be able to move as effortlessly and as fluidly through the air as he does. Braun Strowman is fourth. Willie Mack is third. Yep, I'm happy with that. And then our final. Jacob Fatu versus Lex Luger. The Cinderella story will continue all the way through. He defeated a number one seed then a number nine seed, then a number 12 seed, and then the number three seed, Jacob Fatu, is your first Haas fight champion. Lex Luger comes in second, Willie Mack in third, Braun Strowman in fourth, and so on down the line. That works for me. So I will have these all typed up and we're not going to hear from these names for 15 or so episodes. So say goodbye to these folks. We're going to do 240 more wrestlers 
We'll have all of the them ranked 1 to 16. And then when that's done, Jacob Fatu will battle the other 15 number one seeds. And I will actually figure out who is the best. So Jacob Fatu will be one of the 16 greatest hosses of all time when this is all said and done, according to the Hoss Fight Tournament. Now, we have the randomness of cage match. We have the randomness of the bracketing. So is it a perfect system? No. Do I get a lot of fun out of how this worked? Did I enjoy this episode? You bet your bippy I did. And that's what matters, isn't it? My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Having fun is what matters when you're having and celebrating and basking in the joy of booking. Come on there, past DC. You clearly got yourself confused in that outro, and you didn't even bother re-recording it? You just kept going? Oh, you're such a... Oh, you... Well, hey there, folks. Uh, It is current day, DC. Uh, Happy to chat with you today. Uh, And reflecting back on uh, what we did way back in the summer of 2021, getting Hoss Fight up and running. Uh, So I never listened to my own audio with the exception of, like, the songs and such. I've listened to the Hoss Fight theme song many, many times. But most of the time, I record something, I send it out into the ether, and I move on with my day, which is why I never remember what I talked about. But for these episodes, because I recorded them so long ago, I felt like I needed to listen to them back again and then reflect, because a lot has changed uh, in the time between when we recorded and now. So, for example, just off the top of my head, um, our number one seed, the winner of Hoss Fight Episode 1, Jacob Fatu, where is he? Uh, I believe he lost the uh, title to Alexander Hammerstone. His name is Alexander Hammerstone. Uh, Lost the title. Then got kicked out of Contra, I believe. I don't know that he's still with MLW. Um, Haven't seen him in AEW. Haven't seen him in the WWE. Where's Fatu? You know, if I recorded this now, would would I be able to still give the win to Jacob Fatu? I don't know. Our number two seed, Braun Strowman, who was ranked number two going into episode one, uh, was fired, released, let go. He's now Adam Titan or whatever his name is going to be. Showed up in Ring of Honor. Who knows what the future holds for him? Um, This is the problem, I think, that we're going to run into with ranking current hosses is that we don't know what's going to happen between, again, when I recorded six months ago uh, and today. For example... Braun Breaker, your current NXT 2.0 champion, uh, didn't make the cut, was not wrestling um, when we did this. Von Wagner, uh, the Creed Brothers, plenty of other hosses that are currently wrestling um, are not going to be in this tournament because this tournament was recorded six months ago. I'm sorry. You know, maybe at some point something will click in and I'll, I'll plug them in and, and tweak some things. But this tournament is three quarters of the way recorded. Uh, 
I could start over, but we all know that I won't. Um, so, you know, I'm curious as to what Fatu is doing now. I'm not sure what I would do if I did this tournament again uh, going forward. Would Willie Mack have beaten Jacob Fatu? Maybe. You know, it also is worth noting that this block of 16, not the strongest. There are quite a few brackets that you'll hear in future episodes that are just much, much better, much, much deeper in terms of the hossitude. Uh, and we'll have to make some much tougher decisions. And so what I think I will have to do is do a reconciliation. This is not what this is. This is just commentary on um, on these first episodes. But I will need to do a reconciliation. Jacob Fatu cannot be on my list of the top 16 hosses of all time. He can't. Uh, I don't know that he'll make, honestly, uh, the top 30. You know, according to the way in which the brackets are done, he would win. And that happens in tournaments all the time. That's where you get your Cinderella stories. Uh, but I think we'll have to do it. And we'll also have to, when we get our list of hosses and we're finally done, and this will be months from now, we will have to reflect and add in your Braun Breakers, your Von Wagners, your people of that ilk, your Mads Krugers, who I've never seen, but he technically is a hoss. So uh, just a note on that. Also, I am sorry that I am just, just the worst podcaster. The breathing, the mouth sounds, the fact that I often look away from the microphone so you can't actually hear me as well as if I'm talking right like this. Uh, something was happening where, was I hitting the microphone? Was, you know, I, I don't, there was a weird sound that I think was me tapping the microphone stand. I don't know why I kept hitting it. Probably just the way I had it arranged and was fussing with Chromebooks and things like that. Uh, it's a wonder you listen to me at all, is what I'm saying. Uh, so we'll, we'll see if I get better. I'll listen to episode two and have that out for you next week, probably. Um, well, hopefully the, uh, the audio quality gets better. And I, I can say for sure, I can say for sure that the quality of horses will get better. There will be some much big, you know, you may be a Hulk Hogan or Lex Luger fan, and I'm sorry if you are, uh, but there will be some better. Heidenreich is coming, everyone, all right? Just, just cool out. Heidenreich is coming. Veer Mahan, not coming, though he is coming to Raw, though maybe he's not because it's been a while and he's not there yet. Maybe he got lost. It's a snow day. I'm in a really good mood. I don't have to go to work today. It's 8.40. I should be teaching, and instead, I'm talking to you. It's a great Friday, everybody. Uh, so there, that wraps up the epilogue. That's what I wanted to say. Uh, I look forward to listening to the next episode. Hopefully, I don't just spend the whole time going, God, I'm terrible. Uh, but that's it. Uh, so as I said at the end, I'll do a better outro this time. How about that? This is fun. Wrestling is supposed to be fun. If you're not having fun watching wrestling, get yourself another hobby. I will see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking. <laughs>